Hey guys, welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Ghosted, a brand new dating podcast that will take you through the good, the bad and everything in between. Each week I'll be chatting to different guests about everything from lockdown love, dating in the public eye, marriage, dating and mental health and so much more. Trust me, you are not going to want to miss this. On today's episode, I am joined by my amazing parents where we chat all things dating, how they met and what they believe has made their marriage so successful. Mum and Dad, welcome to a very special episode of The Good, The Bad and The Ghosted. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Or should I say, I mean, I don't know if I should call you Gary and Lorraine, Mum and Dad. I'm going to go with Mum and Dad because I think that's probably, I mean, it feels weird calling you by your actual names. Yeah, that's fine. So let's kick things off and go right back to the very beginning way before you guys met and what were you like dating what were your dating history growing up mum dad I mean dad I, I mean I kind of feel like you weren't really as prolific perhaps as, uh, as I, said, I, said, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, you know I'm not too proud to say that I wasn't uh, really a player no. <laughs> on the on the local scene no. <laughs> What so, about you, uh, Mum? What was your um, your sort of dating history before you met Dad? Because ooh. obviously, I mean, to kind of go a little bit further down the line, I know you were actually engaged before you met Dad. So what was, was kind yeah. of your experiences leading up to that? Um, well, I had met uh, the person I was engaged to um, when I was living in Belfast. Uh, and then, of course, the family, we all immigrated to Canada. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we kept in touch all the way through. I decided to come back to London after a couple of years and do some travelling. We met up again, um, started going out again because he happened to be in London by this time because he was studying. Uh, and then we went off travelling and just basically... What, we, together? Yeah. We oh. went hitchhiking around Europe, <laughs> which you just oh, would God. not do now. I would not recommend it now. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But we hitchhiked, yeah, from London and ended up in uh, Greece. Uh, So it was a fantastic journey. Um, And then we just basically just kept going out after that. He started working in London. I was was working in London. I decided to stay for a while. And then after a year or so, we ended up, uh, he asked me to get engaged. We moved in together, actually, for uh, about a year. And then we got engaged. (laughs) um but it it, we were too young basically that's all so how old were you at this point then um well when I'd come back I was just uh just turning 20 from Canada oh my god so you were 20 and getting engaged yeah well I was I think I just turned 21 when I got engaged much to my mum's you know oh because she wanted me to come back to Canada (laughs) yeah so um yeah oh my god I actually don't think I ever realized you were that young Oh, I was, yeah. I was very young when I came to London. So the reason that ended then was just because you felt like you were too young? Yes, we were much too young. And uh, I realised he just wasn't really who I wanted to spend my life with. So we went our separate ways. And And how long was that between getting engaged and obviously that ending for you then meeting Dad? Oh, gosh. Well, well, your dad and I met when I was... 20... I was 26. And I was 29. (laughs) So what was your dating experience then, you know, after getting engaged before meeting Dad? Were you kind of just, were you sort of sowing your seeds? (laughs) Well, of course I went, (laughs) I 
wouldn't go that far. But yes, I, I was, you know, I liked... Uh, I like to go out on dates. And then, of course, I went and lived in Spain. So oh, course, yeah. that was different again. Yeah. So I had a couple of Spanish boyfriends, um, which was different. <laughs> um, and then I came back to London again. And that's when I started working in London. And then I was recruited by the company uh, that your dad and I ended up meeting at. So why do you think, actually, just to kind of go off on a random tangent, that you moved around so much? Like, why did it take you so long to actually settle in the UK? Well, the whole idea of me coming back from Canada was actually to travel with a friend. Uh, and when I got here, she, uh, her mother didn't want her to go off travelling. So I ended up working for a while just to get some money together. And the guy I was going to travel with, he did the same. Um, and we just, we just talked about it and decided to go off together, you know, because he wanted to do the same thing. Then I, I was in London for a while and then got the opportunity to go and work in Spain. So I worked in Spain on and off for about three years uh, and then came back to London again and then and ended up at uh, the company where your dad was. So that's how you guys met. You met when you worked together. Yeah. I mean, Dad, feel free to chime in at any point here. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, uh, I was just waiting for the, for the opportunity. The opportunity, yeah. I, mean, I think, we're, are we not moving ahead a little, a little bit, you know, too, too, too fast? You know, we haven't we haven't got to my dating history. Oh, sorry. Well, forgive me. Well, let's let's take a step back then. And Dad, you know, fill us in. What was your experience well, before think, you met Mum? Well, I think. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, as I say. I, sorry, I just sidelined you there slightly. Yeah, ever so ever so slightly. As I, as I said earlier, I wasn't much of a a player. Uh, although that wasn't for the uh, for the want of trying. <laughs> Uh, oh, but, no. but, uh, but back in the back, well, insofar as, uh, you know, you used to have to go to, um, you used to have to make a bit of an effort, uh, in the old days, <laughs> um, you actually, you know, generally speaking, you'd go to, you know, certain pubs or, um, you know, the odd club. Um, Pantiles. Pantiles. He was a Pantiles man. Yeah, Yeah. I was was a Pantiles guy. Hopefully, some of our listeners will know what Pantiles was. (laughs) I caught the back end of Pantiles and it was great. The the guys I used to hang about with were kind of based around Twickenham, um, Teddington, that sort of area. So we used to frequent places in. uh, Twickenham, the local um, discotheque. Well, no, there were there were pubs. There was the uh, there was one called uh, there was a pub called the George, which was uh, you, uh, referred to as Henneke's for some reason. I never quite understood. Uh, a place called the Bird's Nest, which last time I drove past was uh, a Santander, I think, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Clarence in Teddington. But they're all places where young people used to go. And but uh, mm-hmm. I think I can honestly say there there was a basement bar in the Wheat Chief in Virginia Water, strangely enough. Which is still there. Which used to be reasonably decent. What, the basement bar? Well, no, the Wheat Chief. The Wheat Chief yeah. is. Oh, yeah, I know that's it, but I don't suppose that. Mm. I'm sure the basement bar isn't there. Um, and I'm sure it wouldn't be allowed for health and safety. For reasons. <laughs> um, but um, I actually, I think the only girl I ever went out with um, in one of those situations actually worked behind the bar in the basement bar in... Uh, the wheat chief. The the other girls I went out with, I met either at parties, um, or at work. Okay. So were these fairly sort of short lived relationships, or was there anything long term? Oh no, no. There was um, there was you know some uh, some longer ones. Um, 
Oh, I'm sorry for cutting so, you off there, so, Dad. I just assumed that you just yeah. only ever went out with man. <laughs> you know what? Do you, th- do you think I, li- I lived in a monastery until I was 26? I don't know. I just don't think we've ever really spoken about no. it. Oh, no, 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 no. So, oh. you know, I used to, as I say, um, used, to, used to go out uh, often. Um, I think as it... Uh, no, I won't say what it was referred to in the past. Um, <laughs> And uh, but as I say, never really, never really uh, had a huge amount of success in those sort of situations. Yeah. But I think house parties were was always uh, more um, productive. So actually, touching on a subject you just brought up there about dating, obviously being slightly harder and a bit more effort back then. Obviously, I guess it's hard for you to say because you haven't experienced what dating's like now with the apps and online dating and everything like that. But do you think we've moved in a positive way, or do you think actually? it's it's better to kind of it would be better to go back to the traditional route of actually going up to somebody in a bar and club obviously when we're able to uh when covid hopefully fucks off um or you know do you think actually the apps are a, a beneficial thing to have i i think can i take this one first yeah, sure. i think the um as as i've discussed with you uh in the past I think the um, the benefit of the old way, were, and, and especially in uh, my circumstance, was that if you did meet somebody and start going out with them, if you would probably give it much more of a chance to succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if there was just like no common ground and you went out on a couple of dates and you just, you know, had nothing to say and Zero you, you weren't going to get on, then obviously mm-hmm. you'd... Uh, You'd, you'd finish it. But I think if even if, if there was, you know, a little bit of interest, you weren't sure whether it was going to go anywhere. But you realised that if you ended it, it could be three months before you, you, you go out on another date yeah. or longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, with, with you guys these days, basically, you know, you finish with somebody uh, today, you'll have three dates uh, lined up uh, th- uh, with different people next week. And I th- yeah. so I, I think there's less... There's less reason for you to put a bit of effort in and a bit of time mm-hmm. and give people a chance. Yeah, I think that's probably quite valid. Um, so before we move ahead, Dad, do you have anything else to say, sort of about your dating no, no, history? I think, Are we good uh, to go? No, no. <laughs> Don't bore people. So you guys met at work. How long was it before you, you know, made the move? Who did make the move? How did things start up? Well, I was moving into a flat. Um, and had gone out to buy some furniture and I wasn't driving then and realised that you had to drive a little, like a little minivan that they provided uh, for you to you know, get the furniture back to your flat. Um, and your dad actually uh, volunteered to drive the van for me. And to... Why was that, Dad? <laughs> Only because I was a nice guy. I didn't yes, have were any... Were you being a gentleman or did you have some... No, uh, I didn't have any motives. agenda at all. No, no. Seriously, <laughs> I didn't have any agenda yeah. at all. It was just, I oh, thought well I'd done. just help out, you know, because I'm a nice guy. See, isn't that bad? That's immediately where my head went. That's <laughs> the whole faith I have in men these days. We yeah. just assume yeah. that you was looking to get in your back door. Excuse the term. It's important to, to kind of um, frame the company we worked in. We worked... We worked uh, the, the company had a what I guess was an old kind of three-storey Victorian terraced house in uh, Brentford, um, which had been converted into, you know, and not particularly well, into offices. So there was only about, I don't know, maybe 20, maybe a few more people that worked in the company. So it was really small. Everybody knew everybody else. Uh, It was quite a sociable company. People would go out to the pub after work and what have you. So... um, and so, get absolutely, we didn't, it's no different now, nowadays, we'd go out and get absolutely sloshed. <laughs> you speak to yourself. Glad to know I got it from somewhere. 
So, so it was. Uh, <laughs> so it was. It was a, it was a um, work hard, play hard company. Yeah. So it was a lot of it was fun. All sales. Yeah. Yeah. But. And I guess it probably wasn't overly PC. Oh, th- that's the one. Then. It d- definitely wasn't PC. No. Um, uh, at all. But um, so so um, your mum was already working there. When I, I joined in January 1980, and I, I, th- I think I'm right in saying that I asked your mum out. And we went out for for our first date. I think in May eighty one. Oh, okay. So it was quite a, it was quite a while. So what was your first date then? Well, funny enough, I mean, going back to that story of him helping oh, me with yeah. furniture, yeah. we uh, I've been a nice person. Said I'd take him for lunch at the pub round the corner to thank him, and we were just it was a tiny little place, and we were just sitting at a table there, and a little lady joined us. An elderly lady, and she um, she said, "Oh, because it was packed, and, the, yeah, it, was and packed. it was only that that was the yeah. only that." <laughs> yeah. So she actually sat down and said, um, "You two married?" And we said, "No, we're not." And she said, "But you were kind of good friends." Oh like, yeah, she said, having worked in close quarters. Yeah. She said, "Oh, you will be, and you'll be very happy." No. Yeah, it was really straight, really weird, and we didn't Did quite, she then for quite sort of a while disappear after into that. sort of some mist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean that wasn't the, that cross my palm with silver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That wasn't the reason we went. Uh, we started going out, but it's just a, we, we, it was an interesting to look back and uh, remember that the, the, yeah, the woman crazy. Uh, said yeah. that. So, what was the first date then? Where did you uh, Where did you go? Well, actually, um, we were having a barbecue in the back garden of where we worked, and uh, I went upstairs, I think, to do something. I think to make a call or do something, and and your dad came up and um, he kissed me. <laughs> Goodness, in the office? We had a little kiss, yeah. Um, Dad, have some decor. It was after It was after work. Yeah, it was after work and it was also, you know, there was a few drinks had been had yeah, as well. <laughs> so Dad sort of lunged at you then. And also the funny thing was our company actually backed on to a convent. Oh, God. So they must have seen some interesting things in the back garden at times, yeah. Oh, so nice one, Dad. So you went in for the kill and it obviously went down very well. Yeah, I guess so. And did you just start going out after that? Or was it, you know, did you sort of, was there some courting involved or did you just go straight into it? Well, courting, I don't, uh, courting is going out, isn't it? Well, I think, well, surely courting is when you're like, it's the run up to it, I would have thought. That's my understanding. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't, oh, no, we just, we just started going out. But, uh, but we didn't want anybody in the company to know. Oh, okay. Uh, in case, in case it didn't go anywhere, and then you got that sort of slightly yeah. embarrassing, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we decided we'd keep it a secret um, from everybody, which was uh, had a couple of amusing uh, yeah. consequences. <laughs> care, care to share one? Because I lived in, as you know, behind Olympia mm-hmm. in a flat, and uh, your dad came round one evening, and I had been in touch with a guy who was a friend of our boss at the time, to come and do some painting and decorating for me. And he, of course, he just turned up that night. He didn't even call. <laughs> and your dad's in the flat with me. So, um, and you have to go down to the front door to let him in. So your yeah. dad hid in the hall cupboard. Um, I let the guy in. Then your dad went off and drove round. He drove up to Knightsbridge, <laughs> drove oh round Hyde Park Corner, came back and the guy was still there. <laughs> But so no one had, like, so eventually, obviously, when it came out that you guys were an item, did anybody, was it a surprise or did everyone low-key know? 
I think N- nobody. Uh, nobody knew. No, no so one knew. Were sort of full stealth. Well, put it this way: I, I, we decided. Um, I think a couple of days after after we'd got engaged, that we'd tell my kind of manager and then the the kind of overall mm-hmm. boss of of the company. And I went in to see my manager and said um, that we were we were going to get married. And he he actually got up from behind the desk, walked out of his office, closed the door. Opened the door, walked back in, and sat down again. And said, "Excuse me." <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> and um, and and the other guy did something. You know, not he, he was. Uh, yeah, everybody was. Uh, yeah, they were surprised. Well, they. they uh, and but again, the idea was we just thought uh, it was a courtesy to let them know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want anybody else to know. Right. Okay. Right until you know the the kind of the wedding pretty yeah, much yeah but surely like you were obviously telling your manager that you were getting married at this point so surely it was legit well he actually when we went out when your dad uh, actually he your dad had proposed to me uh, in the flat one night and we'd only been going out three months i know i want to come to this so um when we did when we did actually go out and he was going to give me the ring that night because uh, we went we went up to Hatton Garden together uh, to choose the ring. Um, well, actually, you know what? I don't think we've ever spoken about this, about where the ring actually, whether it was Dad's decision or if you chose it together. So that's interesting. Yeah, because I wanted a vintage, like an old, like a, an antique ring. Mm-hmm. So, and at that stage, I didn't realise it was three months' salary. So. Oh, yeah, well, supposedly. <laughs> I can't believe that's still yeah, a thing. So I think you spent about a month. Yeah. <laughs> I, tell you, I, thought, I thought it was about two weeks. <laughs> So um, back then, obviously, with people probably meeting at work um, quite frequently, was it frowned upon to have a relationship in the office or was it not really seen as that big of a deal as long as it didn't, you know, impinge on your work? I don't think it was. I, certainly in the no. company we worked in, it wouldn't have been a big deal. It wouldn't as have long been a it, problem, no. No, no. no it's just mm-hmm. we, we just, it was our choice, yeah. We just thought we don't want people to know. Um, I mean, when, when we did... Um, go to celebrate our engagement your dad was going to give me the ring we went to a restaurant in Kew called Jasper's Bun in the Oven but I didn't have a bun in the oven <laughs> that's tempting fate surely I know and uh our like our the head of the company actually when we we got there uh champagne was delivered to the table and that was from him which was really oh, that's nice that's nice yeah, Worked so, out well. um, uh, but then just just in terms of of, of keeping it a secret, the guy, the, the 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 general sort of manager, and then my manager said that they'd take us out to lunch, uh, uh, you know, a couple of days later. Anyway, yeah, so we went we went out to lunch, but I had to I I was having mm-hmm. some uh, furniture delivered to my flat in the afternoon, so I had to I had to leave um, for the for the delivery, and then I got a call uh, from your mum about. 4.30 she was absolutely slaughtered saying <laughs> saying so, so, so you, you better you better come back because I've just told everybody that sounds about right classic <laughs> well mum you obviously touched on it um, a little while ago the fact that you were um, only going out for three months before you got engaged mm. I mean that's a, a very short period of time so what, I mean, I guess, was it discussed before or, Dad, did you just think, right, this no. is the time, like, let's go for it? What, what was I the... kind of, in, in some ways, I, 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 and you'll have to let me finish this bit because it might sound a bit odd to start with. <laughs> I, I, kind of, I kind of regret the way I did it 
because now obviously you're seeing movies and things and people plan it out and or go, go out to dinner and get down on one knee and 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 ask you know present the ring and ask uh, ask them if, if they, they'll, they'll marry you. Yeah. Uh, basically, we were in we we're in your mum's flat and it just came to me that we ought to get married. So I just asked her. <laughs> I mean, you, you didn't even have the ring or anything like that. I didn't like, let's even, just get but, married. I, I, as, I re, as I remember it, I don't think I'd even given it any consideration before yeah. that point. And so it just why, came to me. Did it not? And he was sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But did you not think that it was maybe best to kind of you know, sit on that thought for a little while and make sure that's actually what no, you wanted was, to do? Uh, it, was, it was just a, it was, um, it was uh, one of my f- very few moments of clarity. <laughs> <laughs> think three months I mean that is crazy and, I, and to be well, honest obviously I think if, we, we had known each other for almost 18 months before we started going out so we kind of so you get a you know you, you get an understanding of what sort, sort what sort of person they yeah. are but you um, can imagine you know, you know if I was to if stuff. I was to come home and say I've met this guy or that you know let's say I've met someone at work you know and or someone that I'd known in work for for a while and I came back at you know three months later and said right we're getting married I mean, you probably would be slightly concerned. Well, we couldn't be, could we? We certainly we, we might be concerned, but we couldn't exactly say anything, could we? <laughs> well, true. <laughs> what did your um, your parents think? Well, my dad was absolutely shocked because he always thought I was never going to get married. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, he just thought I was just going to be a career girl, you know, free single and ready to mingle. Yeah, definitely, you know, and the sort of lifestyle I'd had, you know, I was always out. That's why when I settled down, your dad. <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're just we're doing a Zoom at the moment, and just Dad just sort of silently chuckled to himself there. <laughs> I know, but no, the way I look at it is, I mean, I had, I had, you know, been out with a few people, and and I'd also travelled, and and I kind of felt ready. Mm-hmm. I was ready to settle down. You know, like some people would just jump into, but I was, I felt quite ready. Yeah. So this was, so you got engaged. What was it? Late twenties. Well, I was, I just was, I was 30, wasn't I, when you... Yeah, I was 27, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, really, I mean, I was going to say, do you think you both benefited from, you know, a little bit more life experience ahead of settling down? But really, I mean, I mean, I'm 30, so I can't think of myself in that position at this age. But I guess back then it was normal to get married and, and settle down a lot younger. I, I yeah. think, I, I think... You could you could say that your mum had had a lot of life experience before she. But I, I don't think I don't think I'd claim to have had any. I just mean in terms of like you know you've maybe had a bit more time to kind of find yourself and you know that kind of thing rather than just you know for instance you know mum if you'd married that guy when you were twenty or whatever you know you'd probably if that had ended up being the person you were with look back and thought oh shit I wish I'd kind of lived my life a bit more before I. Yeah, you know, settled down and, and started a family. And what yeah, it's you. funny because I've met girls um, who, you know, it's like after we got married and had, had you and Nicholas, I met girls who, when they heard, you know, what I'd done in the past, the jobs I'd had and the fun I'd had, you know, working abroad and that, they all said how lucky I was because some of them had gotten married when they were, were 22, yeah. 21, 22, and felt that they hadn't really experienced things as much as they would have liked to have done and I used to say to them well yes your children will grow up Uh, you're still going to be quite young and you'll um, get time after and you can start doing things then whereas you're still stuck with us (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. I see I get it that's fine (laughs) so 
Dad, you obviously said, you know, when you decided to say, right, let's get married in that moment. Mum, did you have any concerns? Like, what was your response to that? I mean, it must have been quite a shocking thing if it just came out of nowhere. Um, I knew it was getting, it was had gotten, I knew it was getting quite serious. Um, yes, it came as a surprise. I mean, because we'd never really spoken about it. But I was, I was, you know, I was pretty sure. What did you say? That, yeah, all right. <laughs> I said, like, yes, you know, so... Uh, but then the way I looked at it as well was, you know, we weren't going to get married for another year, probably. And if anything was to happen within that year where we felt, you know, this is not really going to go anywhere. You know, some, I mean, I don't mean that in a horrible way. What I mean is if, you know, something happened where one of us sort of fell out of love with the other, then, you know, we had time to pull out. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, we we just, you know, we didn't really start planning the wedding anyway, did we? Because you didn't have to book quite as early as you do now. Um, but I think I think that Christmas you had a bit of a wobble, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, I can't really... Um, I, ju- I just felt slightly uneasy about it, but it only lasted a week and then I was back in on what, track. In what way did you feel uneasy? I just was... I just was just, I don't know, just slightly unsure. Just questioning if it was the right yeah, thing. Yeah, the right yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, as I say, it only lasted a few days and then I was... And, you know, never look back after that. And mum, did you ever have any kind of concerns that maybe, you know, it was the no, right person? No, none at all, or... actually. No, none at all. Because he was kind. He was everything really I was looking for in a, in a person, in, in a, a husband. Um, mm. See, he... that's so nice because I, I do think like, although, yeah, we've touched on it briefly before about, you know, how dating is now and with the apps and how easy it is to meet people, I do think it also has made people very reluctant to settle down. I think reluctant, yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say, I mean, it's no different. I mean, the dating was no different when you met someone and you went out on a few dates. I mean, that was no different. I mean, you know, maybe after three dates, you know, that you know, you decide, I don't want to see him anymore or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, I've had some laughs over the years climbing out of, you know, toilet windows to escape from uh, a date oh, when I've been... <laughs> Even I haven't done that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's been quite a few a, a few things, actually, funny, funny <laughs> things that have happened over the years, you know. Um, but, no, I had no qualms at all when I met your dad. I just knew I just knew in my heart he was the right person. Oh, that's really nice. And your mum even... Because uh, um, uh, your mum was a smoker when, uh, when oh, course, we, we met. Oh, of course, and uh, I wasn't, and I and I was, uh, I'd always, I was always adamant that I wouldn't go out with uh, somebody who smoked. I just, I just wouldn't be able to. And so your mum told me she'd given up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. As I, I used to, I used to have sash windows in my house, and I used to have my head out the window having a cigarette before he came. <laughs> Secret smoker. So I mean, I did give now. up in the end, as you know. But um, it used to be, it was quite funny actually. <laughs> So where are we now? We're at how many years married? 38. 38. So we're 38 years later. What do you think has led or the number of things that have led to you guys having such a successful marriage? Because from where I am, your marriage is what I would eventually like to emulate. You know, you have a good laugh together. You've built an amazing life together you've got two sensational children um so you know what else do you think has has led to you guys being together and happily married for so long i think we've i i think it helps if if you are or if not immediately then you grow into being uh best friends 
um, I think I think that's fairly uh, critical. And I mean, we've. I, I know people might find it uh, slightly difficult to believe, but we've never ever had a stand-up row. You know what? This is actually something I wanted to touch on because that's one thing. Actually, me and Nick, my brother, um, spoke about. I don't know. I think it was actually during my first relationship, and I remember that I think it was probably subconsciously that having never seen you guys argue that I almost attested that to being a negative thing so I always held my feelings in and would never bring things up if they annoyed me or would never want the confrontation because I'm not really that much of a confrontational person anyway contrary to popular belief and I I have always wondered and, and when I spoke to Nick about it he kind of said the same that because we've always seen you guys all happy and merry and whatever we've assumed that arguing is is a bad thing and to be honest I think that was one of the main things that eventually led to my first relationship ending is because we ended up having just this massive row where everything that had built up over the months or whatever leading up to um sort of our demise all came out in one big thing whereas I think if you had discussions or you know small arguments or disputes or whatever whenever you need to have them and then clear the air that's probably a healthier way to do it yeah. but we've never I mean but we've do di- you, you guys never even do that no do we do we've disagreed I mean I've done but never like proper screaming we've never matches. screamed at each other no I mean lots of mutterings under the breath I can tell you sometimes <laughs> you know like you see in you know TV dramas and things you know people having you know a married couple having a, a, an absolute stand up uh, screaming match and, and they you know both tell each other to F off at the end of it we've never had anything mm. like that no I, and, and to some degree I'm not I'm not necessarily sure it's a it's a it's a good example to set in a way because mm. I'm not sure how, and I'm not saying the the you know we're better than anybody else or or anything like that, or our relationship's better than any anybody else's, but it just so happens that that's the way it's turned out. And I think for for you and your brother, I don't know how realistic that is, and therefore we we'll, you know we wouldn't want you to think well you know you know we have the odd sort of row and um and and that's not that and and so there must be something wrong with this relationship because we 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 row occasionally well that's yeah that's kind of what I always thought but then I think uh, having thought about it it's I know that's not the case and actually you know disagreeing about things is actually it's healthy and as long as you you know do it in a healthy way we've always we've had big disagreements we've had lots of disagreements but I wouldn't say we've had big disagreements well we've had not not insofar as (laughs) We, we've ended up arguing ab- about it. No, but we, we have had, you know, I haven't agreed with you at certain times, yeah, yeah. certain things. And But do you think that's almost the kind of people that you are as well? Like you're fairly, you know, you're very chilled people, which I think is kind of where I've gotten that from as well. Do you think that's kind of, it just yeah. stems from that as well? But I also think it's important, I think it's important to choose. I know uh, compromise can be seen as a, uh, as a bit of a negative thing. Um, but mm-hmm. I think... You need to pick your fights. Yeah. You know, there, there's you, you, there's loads of things you could argue over, and you know the major the vast majority of them really are not important. And so I, you know, I I've never really seen the point in having massive rows over things that really, in the great scheme of things, aren't super important. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if, if for, for two people t- t- from completely different backgrounds to live together, you know, there has to be some compromises. 
Yeah. Well, that's actually something that we touched on in the episode with Chelsea. Like she was talking about ensuring that her she has boundaries and that's uh, something that she struggled with um, in the past is kind of having clear boundaries for the person that she's with. But then that's also, you know, leads to, well, what's the difference between having boundaries but then also a level of compromise that leads to a healthy relationship? Yeah. I mean, the advice I was given before I married your dad was never drop your, never get, you know, never drop your friends. Always keep your friends by your side Mm -hmm. because they're going to be very important to you through the years, which is very, very true because I'm, I love to go out. Um, I like to socialise. Yeah, you're the the social side of the relationship. Yeah, I like to socialise a lot. Your dad likes to socialise, but not to the extent that I do. And I need my friends. I love my friends, you know, so... And do you also think that's how it's also worked? Because you're almost, you're different in that way. And and I think you both, you have an understanding where like you, you know, dad says, right, you go off and you do what you want to do. I'll go off and do what I want to do. But then also you obviously have built this life together and you have your time together as well. So yeah. do you think that's oh, what definitely. also works is that you're not on top of each other all the time? Oh, definitely. Well, well, yeah, but, but, you know, you have to take into account that um, pretty much for the last... 25 years I've worked from home. Well, that is very true. So, uh, so, so you've almost had to, you've had to learn to keep that different. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because mm. I've heard women say at the moment with this lockdown, you know, they've gone, oh, geez, my husband's driving me around the bend. Yeah. Um, and I'm having to get out and, oh, this and all oh, that and all, oh, and just carrying on. And, they say, how, how are things for you? And I said, well, it's no different because he's, he's always been there. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I have heard some crazy stories actually, like from lockdown, where people who both lead busy lives, have you know busy jobs, are either always away or out or whatever during the week, and they would maybe have one or two evenings a week that they would spend time together, or they'd maybe have a week's holiday here and there. But having spent this much time together, they you know, a few people I've heard have just realised they don't actually like each other. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think it is actually, I mean, it sounds quite dramatic, but I think that is the reality because I think we've been plunged into an unrealistic life. And that's also with, this isn't to kind of um, make a note of like our first episode where we were talking to Nick and Emily, but like having met during lockdown, you know, it begs the question with other people that have done that, whether or not once real life resumes, whether it will stand the test of time. Not them specifically, but, you know, other relationships which have um, yeah. started during this period of time because it's not real life. But 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 I think if they, um, relationships evolve anyway, um, even if things don't necessarily, even if circumstances don't change, um, the relationships evolve. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure, you know, if people are uh, put a bit of effort in and, and are prepared to... Um, to, to work at it, then as things go back to, to, to what was normal, you know, their relationship will evolve mm. in, in a, into, a, into a different direction. But that doesn't mean to say that it should uh, be any yeah. better or worse. Yeah, that is very, very true. So we've kind of touched there sort of briefly on the things that you think have made your relationship successful. But what are your kind of tips that you have for anyone dating or anyone newly married or that's been married for a long time? Like, what do you think are the the five big things in dating and marriage that you think are important for people to know? Impart your wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think honesty plays a big part. Being honest with your partner all the, you know, most of the time. (laughs) 
was going to say, I mean, does that, surely there are certain times where it's best to uh, skew the truth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you say, oh, yeah, I've had that a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Or like, you know, does my bum look big in this? Big in or, this, you yeah. Know. Yeah. But I think honesty is, is very important. Um, do you want to come up well, with Well, I, I, as, as I touched on earlier, I think I always, and, and uh, you know, we've had this conversation before, I always liken relationships with, uh, or starting out, or dating, if you like, as, as uh, you know, uh, listening to albums. Guys, this is, this is one thing I actually asked my dad to bring up, because he's said this to me many a time, and whether or not I've taken the advice is another thing, but it's one of my <laughs> favourite things he says. Well, albums that I've listened to for 40 years, almost always didn't immediately appeal to me when I first played them. And because, you know, th th there's a, a level of complexity to them, there's depth, there's there's layers to them. And it takes, a, a, a well, maybe half a dozen listens, maybe more, for the quality of the music to really sort of penetrate your uh, your soul, as it were. And those albums, <laughs> the, those albums um, I'm listening to 40, and have listened to for 40 years. Whereas the albums that you, you put it on, you think, oh, wow, that's that's fantastic. That's so banger. catchy. It's, yeah, a banger. You listen to it six times and you never listen to it again. So I think, as I mentioned earlier, you you know, people are complex. You know, hopefully um, they're complex. They've got depth. You know, there's layers to their personalities. And if you don't give yourself, a, 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 a you know, if if there is something there, but you just you, you know after two dates you're thinking well is this really going to go anywhere i don't just don't see how you can make that that call i mean obviously you know if look, i really don't like the person we've got nothing in common we sit there we don't you know there's five minute gaps with with nobody saying anything fair enough it's probably not going anywhere those are the ones where i get incredibly drunk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but because you know that you can have three dates three dates with three different people next week there's no incentive for you to put the effort in. Not you personally, but um, in, in this day and age. And I just think to to really get to know somebody, it takes more than two or three dates. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I think if people gave it a bit more of a chance, you know, they might find better relationships in the longer run. It's a very good one. And like I said, I do try, you, you know, I hear that in my head and I've shared that before with other people, but just, you know, it's... And do they, do they, do they what do they say? <laughs> I think it's a good, it's a good analogy. Um, but I think it's definitely something I think I've I've you know I've, I've worked on it and I think I've given yeah. people a bit more of a chance but I have been known to be fairly cutthroat in the past yeah and I, but the trouble is you know you, then you end up with the banging album that, that you listen to you know you thought was fantastic best yeah. album you've ever heard after the first listen and um, you know so certain so, it doesn't go anywhere in the end yeah, whereas the, the, the person who may be you know, uh, would have been a you know decent uh, or reasonable long term relationship. You miss out on because because both neither of you gave it a chance to too quick to judge. As I say, uh, there obviously there has to be something there to to, to base it on. Mm. Yeah, but I think course. well, you know, I think if you start thinking, well, you know, do I really want to invest another you know another six dates with this person because uh, you know can I can I see it long term? Nah, probably not. I I just think that's too mm. soon. You, yeah. you you can't make that judgment that quickly. Yeah, no, I agree. That is, uh, yeah, very good tip. What about number three? What do you have for me? I think you've got to be your best you. Yeah. To start off with, I think you've okay. got you that to start off. Well, with. <laughs> <laughs> you that know, all go uh, downhill yeah, after I mean, a while. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I think you've got to be yourself. As I say, initially, yeah, you've definitely. got to be you've got to be the, your best you. 
Um, and then as the relationship develops, you can you can let some of the, the less good you come out. <laughs> I won't ask what those bits are. No, no, no we can't yeah, put, no. but although I think we both know. <laughs> okay, that's a good one, actually. And uh, again, something that we've kind of spoken about in previous episodes about just being really authentic and being like unapologetically yeah, yourself. Yeah, cause, because cause, there's no point. Because you'll yeah. get found out in the end. Yeah, I mean, so what's the point in, prete- yeah. in, being, in pretending mm-hmm. to be somebody you're not? And then you, you then you do find yourself getting it going uh, a reasonable distance, mm-hmm. and then you then you know you're kind of stuck really. And how much you? effort so, is it to just keep up a persona that isn't even you? Like there's just no. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So so I think that's that's important. Yeah. Next. Oh, I can't think. This is why I asked you to write them down before, guys. I know. <laughs> I know. I should have done. Well, you can edit this bit out. <laughs> I won't. This is this is the raw stuff that we want. This is what we want to hear. Yeah, so... Well, and and again, I think you've got to be prepared to um, compromise uh, and pick your fights. I mean, if somebody does something that you find slightly annoying, is it, you know, you can make it into something big or you can just say, Mm -hmm. does it really matter? I mean, if it does matter, it matters. That's fine. I tend to find, actually, with with little things like that, I always know if I fancy someone, if those little things don't bother me. Yeah, So, yeah. like, if, you know, you're sat across the table from someone and they've got one of those bogeys, which is, like, moving I was just about to say breathe, that, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? And then, like, you're just looking at them just like, oh, my God, what an absolute mug. Uh, no, or you're I think like, it's oh, gonna, that's cute. I think, I think it's, it's likely to go somewhere if you've got the nerve to tell them. <laughs> well, that, exactly, yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, or, if you, or, or get a, to get a get tissue and lean tissue. over and... <laughs> yeah. and uh, what I mean is it is things yeah. like that which eventually you know, it, with someone that you don't like would be such a put off thing like a, it's such a turn off but with yeah. someone you do like it's almost like you know it's the the chink in their armour kind of thing like it just makes them a real person or like you know yeah. when they trip on a curb or something sometimes I'd be like oh god what a fucking idiot but other times <laughs> yeah. I'm just like oh that's cute so that's I, that's how I always kind of know yeah yeah I'd have tended to go for sp- sort of spinach stuck in the teeth rather than a yeah. bogey but that's just, well, you know that, either same thing just, same thing yeah okay and what about your last one can you give me a last one I think that was only the last one, really one. um I think humor is um is quite important mm-hmm. uh and I think if you've got a similar-ish yeah, um, sense of humour. Sense yeah. of humour. Yeah. I think that that goes a long way. I mean, it, you know, if if one of you just rolls about the floor uh, with sort of fart jokes, <laughs> and the other one's slightly more cerebral, <laughs> then then there may not be a sort of meeting of minds down the no, road. No, definitely not. Yeah, no, especially in this household. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, that is actually a really important one, and, and that's on my list of things that I kind of look for. I think if someone can't make you laugh then, you know, I don't really think you have much hope. Because with things like that, I think it's personality is very important because... Yeah, because you can't go on looks alone. Exactly, because looks fade at the end of the day. Sometimes you, yeah. Not saying that you guys are absolute mingers these days, but, (laughs) you know, eventually the looks will fade, but the personality always I thought we were like, I thought like we were like a good bottle of red. You are, you are aging very well. I've got your genes, hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but I mean, we went to we we went to uh, on a uh, long weekend to Barcelona, and when when we came back, we just said, you know, we just we just laughed the whole time. Yeah, we just had so much. I fun. think that's great. I do think that is just so so important. I think there's 
nothing better than and just humor i think humor. humor has been the big thing in our marriage because i mean when we've been away doing selfies and yeah. you know just it, silly things you know and rolling about laughing self- or not trying, doing to, trying to do selfies <laughs> but not being able to do it and having, having to have some young people come over yeah, and say I know. Would, you, would you like us to help yeah, you out with that uh, or amusing Brilliant. a whole load of people in bath who actually were rolling about laughing as well by the time we had finished trying to um to get this selfie going you know but, but how it's, nice it's just... though that you guys still make the effort to do things like that because those are recent trips so yeah. you know i think it's nice that you are still kind of mixing things like mixing things up and you know we won't delve too much deeper about you know what those trips involve because i want to keep it sort of pg for my sanity but well we just we we lo- we lo- really love spending time together yeah i think that's great yeah. i think to be honest you know, anyone listening to this and like i said you know your marriage in my eyes is if I can have, you know, half as good a marriage as you guys have had the last, you know, almost 40 years, I would count myself very lucky because you guys, you know, it hasn't been perfect all the time, like you said, but it's, there's, you know, you guys couldn't imagine, you know, not being together. And I think that's just really important. No, no. I mean, it's had its ups and downs over the years, like everyone's mm-hmm. marriage has. I mean, you know, but just due to circumstances but um yeah but even even in in the circumstances it hasn't really had any effect on that you know even when uh, things haven't been going that well sort of in other areas it hasn't really had any effect on on our marriage our relationship and i guess that's probably down to like you said like being honest and communication and just always talking to each other to know what you're each thinking yeah definitely i think that's great i mean i think there's been some good tips in there and some good stories and I'm sure, you know, people that know me and maybe are starting to get to know me from listening to this will realise that the apple doesn't fall <laughs> too far from the far tree. From the tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but thank you so much for doing this. Our pleasure. We enjoyed it, didn't we? Yeah, it was lovely. It's been really, really good. I think it's it's an episode that I really wanted to do, especially with you guys. And um, I think everyone's going to enjoy mm. listening to it. And, Hope so. Um, and hopefully take some... Uh, some good uh, some tips with them as well yeah definitely okay, yeah. well um thank you so much talk to and, you soon uh, we'll take care soon. Uh...